Hey, cool cats, you're listening to the Amen and Aweed podcast, episode five. Uh My name is Justin. And my name is Ethan. And today we're going to be discussing anime that disappointed us. Boo, they suck. And (laughs) and we're also going to be talking about disappointing experiences that jesus helped us through um boo but also yay at the same time (laughs) yeah so um why not let's just get started off with um what are some anime that was like kind of just disappointing Ooh, i got one already wonder egg priority dude i know you haven't seen it but Hmm. the first 10 episodes were so good like the story the characters the animation like how the enemies looked but like well obviously there's gonna be spoilers <laughs> yes yeah, spoiler although, warning although i wouldn't recommend in, uh, watching wonder egg priority unless you watch the first 10 episodes and then stop <clears throat> so i don't remember the last episode a hundred percent but it was very disappointing um they should have had, like, a second season or something, not just, like, ended it and then a 20-minute special or whatever. <clears throat> but anyway, what happened was the big enemy they were building up to, um, Eye's teacher, um, when they got to that part, <clears throat> he, his... Uh, monster form or whatever looked so stupid like all the uh, all the other monsters were colorful and vibrant but also designed in a way that it also makes them uh menacing and look like an actual threat but the main villain looked so stupid he was just a big head with like three paint bottles or whatever it's like dude what the heck dude are you yeah it's like dude are you serious right now like that all that build up like i don't know she didn't beat him that hard it's like that fight kind of sucked and um Yeah, she somehow found a duplicate of herself and then beat him, which I still don't really understand. And there's so much about that world that they built up that they just didn't explore in that episode. And it's very dumb. Mm. So, yeah, if you even watch Wonder Egg Priority, go to the first 10 episodes and quit. Dang. Uh, Yeah, kind of... Probably the top disappointing one for me, what and I think for a lot of people was Promise Neverland season two. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty garbage. Um, <laughs> it's because I heard the manga is really good, but they like tried to wrap it up in one season, so they skipped like everything good and just made it trash. And then what they did with that trash is then they took that trash, they put that trash in a trash bag. Then they took that trash bag and they put it in a dumpster. Then you know what they did to that dumpster? They set it on fire. Then you know what they did with that dumpster fire? They put it 
in a dumpster yard, and then they set the whole yard on fire, and then that's Promise Neverland season two. Wow, <laughs> it's pretty garbage. Like, I'm surprised I even got like ten episodes in, and then I like stopped watching because it was so garbage. Yeah, but yeah, the, the character development was like pretty trash. Um, there were some glimmers of hope, but then it like just crumbled. So, and if for, and the thing is, if you've seen Promise Neverland season one, you know how good it is. But then season two is like, literally, I don't understand why sometimes, and then that brings in the whole conversation of like, should people do anime only adaptations, you know what I mean? Where it's like, they don't stick to the manga. Yeah. Like every time they stray away from the, any manga, it like does not go well. The only time it is anime only well is if it's like a unique idea and it never had a manga like violet evergarden is a great example code geass also code geass yeah violet evergarden code geass are like perfect examples of that and so kind of garbage um yeah man yeah what was another anime for you um sword art online like the premise like i don't know if you'd call it like the father of isekai or whatever but that's like what a bunch of people uh, built it up for me before I watched it and I watched it and like the opening is really good. The animation is really good. <clears throat> the first, I don't know, one episode or two was actually good. And then after that, it, it just turned into meh like disappointing i wasn't a fan of it like kirito is so generic and um he's not the real black swordsman guts from berserk is (laughs) but um yeah he didn't have much of a personality he doesn't have what i look for in a protagonist um Asuna too, like she was a step up, but I don't know. I didn't find their romance to be that good, and I also just didn't care for their characters. <clears throat> and um, again, it's it has to go. Also, goes to the main bad guy, like. So, in Sword Art Online, the Einkrad, which is the first part, which I'm talking about, <clears throat> they have a hundred floors, and they didn't even go up all the way to a hundred. They didn't even go up to the hundredth floor. They just stopped at, like, I don't know, 75 or something, and they didn't even explore all 75 floors. And then... <clears throat> randomly Kirito is just like you're the main bad guy aren't you and then he's like yes I am it's like what that was super random (laughs) (laughs) and then if you die in the game you die in real life that's what the thing is and then so Asuna gets killed and then Kirito gets killed and then somehow his ghost comes back or something, which I don't know how that happens. And then uh, is stabbed uh, the main bad guy. 
and then uh, they wake up, and then uh, Einkrad is crumbling, and then everybody's going back to their normal lives and stuff. Um, but in this Einkrad heaven, I guess you could call it, um, it was just them two and the main bad guy there. And then <clears throat> Kirito's like, oh yeah, hey, why'd you do all this, by the way? And the main bad guy's just like, eh, I forgot. And then it just disappeared. Like, that was so stupid. Yeah. Alfheim's even worse, but I, I'm not going to get into that one. Yeah, for me, another disappointing anime was Fire Force. Um, the first season was really good. Um, and then, like, the second season, it was kind of getting just old. The storyline was kind of fading. And, like, the worst thing I tell everyone when I tell I'm talking about the show is it had too much fan service. And if you're an anime fan, a longstanding anime fan, you know what that means. Don't look it up. Yeah, don't. But, like, it just had too much fan service. <clears throat> and, like, they didn't really need to do that. And, basically, fan service is kind of like over-sexualizing women when you don't need to. And that's just, like, Japanese culture. And they just did that so much in the show. And it was, like, they did it in such a way that it was, like, it was so annoying. Where, like, this one character, that was, like, their trait. Was, like, they were the fan service person. They were the fan service girl. And so it just got so old so quick. There was, like, a point in, like, every episode where it felt like literally she would trip. And then, like, her clothes would fall off or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, that would be her one trait. She didn't really, like, help at all. And it just got so old and irritating. And I just ended up dropping the show. You know, and, like, that sucks because that's – that animation studio that did that is David Productions, which also did JoJo. So Yeah, they, they it has really good animation and the sound uh, quality as well is really good. They have some good, like, noises attributed to, like, certain, like, power moves that are, like, addictingly amazing. Um, but it was just kind of, it was just too much fan service. So I ended up dropping it. And then like kind of the last one that was kind of disappointing for me. Um, and you can tell your last one after this. And I know you're not going to like this one, Justin, but the last disappointing one for me was, you're um, going to say Jojo, aren't you? No, I was going to say, uh, fate zero. Um, he dropped it. I, I dropped it. It was just, how many episodes did you even get into it? About 10 episodes. For me, when I hit the 10 episode mark and I'm still not feeling it and I'm still not into it, I take that as my like, all right, I should probably like leave. Sometimes when I hear one is really good, I try to stick with it for more than 10, but yeah, it's fine, I guess. Because like 10 episodes and if they're each like 24 minutes, that's like, that's about 200 minutes, which is over three hours. And so it's like over three hours into the show and I'm still not feeling like connected to it. Or I'm not really into it. I'm not going to waste my time. I mean, it. I guess we have different tastes because that's in my top 10. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried Naruto and I couldn't really get into Naruto. Yeah. And that's a lot of people's like number one. It's like one of the one of the OG like big three. Also Judah's favorite. It's Judah's favorite anime. Yeah, And I hear about 10 things, 10 reasons why I should watch Naruto every day. <laughs> um, but honestly, I'm just like, you know, it's just not for me. And like, same for like Naruto and Fate Zero. It's just not for me. And, you know, 
speaking of big three, there's not really a big three happening anymore. Like the big three is kind of fading away. Yeah, like anime is getting super popular. I see a bunch of people try to do a modern big three with like Black Clover, My Hero, and uh, Demon Slayer or something. And it's like, is big three even a term we have to use anymore? Because it really isn't. Because then you have new gen anime like Jujutsu Kaisen and Tokyo Revengers that are like... And also Chainsaw Man. And it'll also, come out. It hasn't even come out yet. And it's yeah. already like popular. Really, really popular. So the fact that like it's becoming super popular in America. It's like the big three is kind of going away. But kind of going back to like... That isn't disappointing. But for yeah. me, Fate Zero was. What, what was your last one that was disappointing for you? Uh... I don't know, like, maybe My Hero Season 4. Like, to be honest, I think My Hero Season 2 was the peak. And then, like, Season 1 was okay. There was a good parts about it, like the invasion of the school. Like, that was the best part of Season 1. <clears throat> but most of it was kind of average, to be honest. And then Season 2, of course, there's a tournament arc. <laughs> which I thought was entertaining. And um, the whole thing with Ida and Stain was good stuff. And then uh, season three, there was like, I don't know, what was it? Was, was it a training arc when they went into the forest? I don't yeah. remember. And then the League of Villains attacked. Yeah, the League of Villains was fine. But like before that, it's like, please just stop. Well, season four I thought was pretty good with like Mirio and Overhaul and stuff like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, and then like um, going back to season three, like Bakugo gets kidnapped and then the whole fight with All for One happens. I thought, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, it gets explained later in the manga or something, but I honestly thought All Might should have died. That would have made it so much more impactful when he said, now it's your turn to Deku, but that's not what happened. Also, I think Deku's kind of a bad protagonist, to be honest. Um, so, season four. The fight with Mirio and Overhaul was good. The thing with Overhaul and Deku was alright. Um... Like, that whole overall uh, hall arc was fine. Overhaul was an okay villain. But, like, after that, the school festival, it's just, like... I don't know, man. There's some anime that make filler and training arcs entertaining. But My Hero just doesn't. And the school festival arc's finally where I dropped it. Like, I'm not saying My Hero's bad or anything. I like it, but it's just... Some of it can be disappointing. I, I understand that. And, you know, uh, it just kind of harkens to our next topic about Jesus. You know, I pray for you, Justin, you know, and your wrong opinions. Same with Fate Zero. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of going into um, the last thing we're going to talk about today is just like, we talked. first of all, we talked about some an anime that kind of disappointed us. What about some just things that happened in life or anything that you can remember that disappointed you and then how Jesus came through in those situations. Yeah. So I've only been saved for about a year 
like it's ten, uh, about 10 months, but um, something that's always disappointing is when you watch 18 plus stuff on your phone, if you know what I mean. And um, giving into lust like that is feels very disappointing. Um, but um, Jesus's grace is always there. Not that it's an encouragement to keep doing it, but it's an encouragement that he'll um, pick you up when you fall and show you to uh, a path to um, hopefully stop doing it at all. And, um, so yeah, uh, that happens for me whenever I do it, which I don't do it that often at all, but there's like a couple times and, um, right after I do it, I always like pray and repent and thank him for how merciful of a God he is. And, um, I'm happy he's there for me in my most disgusting, stupid times. Yeah, I totally feel that. Cause like, as, as guys, you know, something that we always struggle with is like lustful eyes. You know, that's something that I, you know, I talk with, with my girlfriend, Emma all the time. I'm like, Hey, listen, this is like something that I struggle with. You know, I've struggled with before. It's like lustful eyes, you know, and um, this is a process, you know, to not give into the flesh and to uh, just, you know, not look at women, you know, the way that society wants us to look at women, but look at women the way God wants us to look at women, you know, that yeah. they're, they're daughters of the king, that they're our sisters in Christ, you know, that, um, you know, that they're strong um, and, and just stuff like that. And, you know, it's like in moments where uh, we give into any sort of sin, because sin, God looks at sin all the same. Any time we look at, we um, give into any sin, knowing that just God is there for us, no matter what, no matter how many times we fall, um, that He's going to be there for us. I mean, I think of David. You know, uh, he like literally had an affair with someone and then had her husband get murdered in war. I mean, that's pretty bad, and yet. God called David the man after God's own heart. Um, so I always think about him. Uh, yeah. And I always uh, think about that story where <clears throat> um, I, I don't remember their names. I'm sorry. But this guy married a prostitute. And this is a biblical story, by the way. And I'm sorry that I forgot their names. But uh, this guy married a prostitute and then... I don't remember how, but she broke up with him and became a prostitute again. And then God's like, go after her because, you know, she's, I, I wouldn't say yours, but like, she's your mate, I guess. It's right. Word like she's that. your wife. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And why like God brought life. redeeming. Yeah. He like redeemed her through that. Yeah. God is a redeeming God. And, yeah. uh, um, I used to do that on my phone all the time, but now 
Um, this year, I barely ever do it anymore, thanks to um, his help. So that's good. You got something disappointing? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was about, it was over a year ago when my grandfather passed away of cancer. And it was a very unique time where it was like, we were just going through a series in our church on supernatural joy. We were going through the book of Philippians, which by the way, is my favorite uh, book of the Bible. And we were just talking about joy for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then my grandfather passed away and it was really weird. I like never experienced something like this before where it's like someone super close to me died, but like I felt immense joy. Like I felt sad, but like I, it was like, I almost didn't feel sorrow. It was weird because like I knew he was a, 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 a big believer. He um, was a pastor for many years. And so I know how he lived and that he was that he is with God in heaven. And so when I when he passed away, like I had just so much joy. And to this day, I still have joy. And it's like one of the things, you know, uh, you talked about something, you know, that um, for you was disappointing and how God came through because he is a um merciful God and he's a gracious God. And then for me, it shows that how he's a, a peaceful God. And then he gives peace and joy to you in any situation that you're in, that no matter what circumstances you're going through, that um, you can find peace. And I like, I kind of like how both of our stories that we find uh, attributes of God's character, where uh, God is a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a loving God. He is a uh, God of peace. He is a God of joy and just kind of stuff yeah. like that, that no matter what circumstances, I think of the joy, um, not the joy. I think of the song, um, Jairo, where it says, I will be content in every circumstance that like, no matter what circumstances we have that are like in our way, we can still have peace. And it doesn't mean, you know, a lot of Christians think that when we follow Jesus, that it's just going to be smooth sailing and it's going to be easy. We're going to live a a, a life that is problem free and stuff like that. But no, God doesn't promise us that. I think back to the, in the Bible when um, Jesus was on the boat with the disciples and there was a storm and in the middle of the storm, Jesus was sleeping and the disciples are like, Oh my gosh, they're freaking out. And they're like, Jesus, Jesus, there's a storm. Come calm it. And it was like, and then he goes out and walks on the water and then he calls Peter to walk on the water. But it's like so many people, I'm like, why were the disciples freaking out? probably because they thought that Jesus was there with him, that there wouldn't be a storm in the first place. Yeah. But God doesn't promise us that we're not going to have problems in life, that we're not going to have suffering in life. But what he does promise us is that he's going to be with, be there with us in the midst of the storm. And that he, I love that story because it shows that literally he's bigger than our problems. He can literally walk on top of our storms and he could call us to walk on top of them too, that we can go through them and grow through them. And that's what God wants us to do. And it also um, reminds me of that, um, a quote in the song, uh, you make the darkness tremble. Yeah, It's like, um, even when we sin, even when a loved one dies, even when the devil tries to attack us in this variety or myriad of ways um, that uh, darkness that we think will overtake us um, 
isn't going to because Jesus is right there already shining his light over it and making it disappear. Yep. That's, that's, that's really good. And just harkening back to what we were saying about God's character, just like that God will always be there for you. Like you might be listening to this podcast. You don't know who Jesus is. Like you don't like you've heard about him, but you don't have a personal relationship with him. And me and Justin are here to tell you that, um, you might've heard of other things that God is and that, that, that he's like a God of, you know, judgment and condemnation, but that isn't true. You know, Romans five, eight talks about that. There's no condemnation, um, in the, the kingdom of heaven. Um, and that I would just say that I'm sorry for any Christian that treated you with judgment and not with love because God calls us to love. And that if you ever want to reach out to any of us, uh, if you need to talk about something, um, or if you want to just go through talking about Jesus, if you have questions, feel free to message us, you know, before we've talked about our Instagrams, yeah. uh, like mine is Jesus freak E one, one E. Um, mine is Justin dot shank S C H E N C K. Yeah. And so if you ever want to message us, you know, um, and just talk about Jesus, we'd, um, love to, to do that, um, for you guys. So, yeah. And, um, also we got to say, we apologize for not uploading a new episode in two weeks. Um, we haven't yeah. really found the time because our schedules just got a lot busier and, um, we're also sorry Clayton couldn't make this one. Yeah, Clayton's super busy. We love him so much. He is doing a lot of things. He's he very fi- tired. He has a filled schedule. He is busy. Yeah, he couldn't do it without Jesus. I know that for sure. And he's super grateful and he loves you all. So, um, yeah, we're just going to bring it to a close here. And uh, Justin's going to end us in prayer. Yep. Uh, and uh, we love you guys. And we're here to talk if you need. Um. <clears throat> Jesus, I thank you for this day, and I thank you that Ethan was able to come over and record this with me, and I thank you that we didn't have to go uh, three weeks or a month without another episode, Um, and we thank you for all the people that are uh, are listening or going to listen to us. And we thank you for your presence and that we're even saved right now. And um, I pray that um, church tonight is going to be a good service. And um, also, if any of you want to go to our church, it's Rivers Church. Um, but anyway, yeah, we thank you for your graciousness and for, um, your supportive nature and just who you are as character and a person, God, and, We love you, and uh, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, Amen. Amen.